everybody. Thanks for coming out tonight uh, to Meltdown Comics. Give yourselves a round of applause. Uh, Battleship Pretension Live, version two. Uh, really amazing show tonight. Uh, Charlene Yee, Paul Rust, Paul Goebel, uh, Mike Schmidt, um, and also the Scalar Brothers are here. And your lovable host of, that you listen to every week on the podcast. Uh this is also for a good cause. This is for the uh, Legal Defense Fund. We're raising money for that. And you might say, what is the Legal Defense Fund? Well, let's say you want a comic book. In your brain, you're like, I've got this comic book where Mickey Mouse shoots up heroin and then fucks like Marmaduke for a while or something. <laughs> I read your mind. Is that what you just said? <laughs> done and done. I've already made it. Well, Disney can come along and go, no, we own the rights to... Uh, Mickey Mouse, and you're like, and you can say, well, I'm doing a parody, and they're like, well, okay, let's go to court, and then you say, let me call my lawyer on my pretend phone because I don't even have money for that. The Legal Defense Fund provides comic book creators with legal uh, assistance so that they can do whatever is on their minds without worrying about being sued. You know, if it's pornographic or sexy, we want more of that in our comics, right? Come on. Fuck yeah. Um... So that's what that is. So please feel free to donate a little money. Also, feel free to tip. The, you should not... Guys, it should be like a night at Crazy Girls. You should be going home with no ones in your pockets. Let's put money in the legal defense fund. Let's put some back there in our bartenders. Give a hand for them, right? <laughs> so this is a, a show about... Uh, movies and uh, oh, also please put your cell phones on vibrate or or silence or just like who's gonna call you? You're all here. They know what's going on. You're fucking partying right now. Uh, I uh, I saw I I wanted to just talk. What happens is that everyone comes up here. They're gonna talk about movies in some way, and then they're gonna sit down on the panel and they're gonna talk to the, our hosts. I uh I so for example, I saw the movie. Uh, an education. Did everyone see this movie? An education. It's about a pedophile who fucks a sixteen-year-old British girl, and everyone's totally cool with it. Like that's in, and like, li- like Michelle Obama's. Like this is my favorite movie of the year. And so what I've what I, the education that I got from that movie was it's okay to statutorily tor- totally rape somebody as long as you take them to Paris afterwards. <laughs> that's it. That's the joke I wanted to do before I brought up your host, guys. Uh, if anyone wants to talk about statutory rape, I'll be in the back. Um, ladies and gentlemen, these men have been rocking your fucking headphones while you ride on a treadmill at the gym for years now. Please give it up for David and Tyler of Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you all for coming. David. Yeah. Round two. Yeah, we did this, uh, we did this back in February. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, it went very well. Very well, yes. But we decided, we decided no, we're not going to we're not gonna, we're not gonna rest on our laurels. No, of course not. We're going to put ourselves back out there. We're going to get out there. We're going to do it again. We're going to see if we can't really fuck up this time. Absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, like why quit while you're ahead? That's our philosophy. Exactly. So, um, and actually, uh, speaking of the last show, who, who all was here 
uh, the last time. By a round of applause, round of please. Applause. We're recording this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's Goble stealing focus. Um, get used to that. So who? Uh, um, that's nice. I'm glad so many people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Not as many as I'd like. Maybe. But, ne- maybe next time. Uh, who, who? Who actually listens to the show? By a round of applause, please. Once again, respectable, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel a little insecure. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be happy until everybody is applauding. <laughs> no, that's no, okay. no, 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 no. A- applauding because you heard the show. That don't just pander to me. And, Maybe uh, a little bit. And he means everyone, ev- like everyone. Everyone, absolutely. I um, want us to be like the podcast avatar. <laughs> everyone, uh, everyone's seen us, and ev- most people really don't like us. Yeah, ab- um, <laughs> absolutely. Well, for those who who don't listen to the show, well, we're a we're a, we're a film discussion podcast. Right. We we have we have comedians on as guests, and mm-hmm. hence the comedy show. But it's a it's film discussion, but it's it's topic oriented. Right. What, is, what like, does that mean? Well, I'll tell you, David. It's uh, all these other podcasts. Like they're the ones reviewing new movies. I mean, that's they all do it. There's a million. Of There's them. a million movie podcasts. They're all doing the same thing. Left and right. Absolutely. And same we old, don't do same that. old. It gets really old. You can't very you can't tell one from another. No, thank you. But what we wanted to do. Yeah. We wanted to be unique. We wanted to make our own mark when we mm-hmm. got out there. Uh, we also didn't want to pay to see any movies. Movies are expensive, Dave. They can Absolutely. Be. They yeah. Seventeen fifty a ticket. Seventeen fifty. Very expensive. Um, uh, but you know, uh, you know what else can be expensive? That, what is that? Did, that didn't sound scripted. What was that? Oh yeah, <laughs> that no, didn't that's sound like something you wrote. That's our clever uh, email to me t- transition. <laughs> um, what, uh, David? What, what is so expensive? What is uh, it? Going out and drinking can be expensive. Beer, yes. I don't drink, but I understand beer can be expensive. Yes. Absolutely. Enough of it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and so speaking of of that, uh, for those that were here last time, you may recall that uh, last time we served uh, Takati beer. For the for the record, beer is not expensive here. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I I I jumped my line. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Beer is not expensive here. It's free. It's Uh, free at Battleship Pretension. Again, again, tip your bartender. But yeah, beer uh, is beer is always free here at Meltdown Comics. Always free. Yeah. Any time of day. Yeah. Ask the guys up front. Uh, yeah, don't ask the guys up front, but just take our word for it. Yeah. You come here, you say, give me a beer, they'll give you one for free. Yeah. New comics come out on Wednesdays. Free beer all the time. Free beer all day. Okay. Every day. Where was I before I jumped I had that? something about to... Uh, Tecate, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the last, the last, uh, last show we served Tecate beer. Tecate. Uh, what was that? Tecate. <laughs> <laughs> I say Tecate. I like to... Everyone does. It's like... Uh, Los Feliz, or uh, or like Coenga. What's the right way to pronounce Coenga? Well, I when I first moved here, I thought it was Coenga. Like right, really, like really. Did, did you yeah. shake a pair of maracas every time you? Right, said exactly. It and, and I, I wore like a sombrero, and I'd prop myself right. up against a wall. Sleep all day. Take a siesta. Yeah, it's, like yeah. they like they do. Yeah. Three years, uh, three years of Spanish. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, but we uh, we are not. You may notice we're not serving Tecate beer tonight. However you want to say it. Tonight, in honor of the passing of Dennis Hopper, we are serving Pabst Blue Ribbon. Which now, why, why is that, David? It's, a, it's, a, it's of course, a, a tribute to the character he played in, was it, was it Speed? It I was, think, was it Super uh, Mario was, Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Frank Booth from Blue Velvet. Blue, right. And, of course, his immortal words, Heineken, F that shit, Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> you know, in the rehearsal, you weren't so uh, cleaned up, David. We didn't rehearse this. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... But yeah, so, uh, and speaking of tributes, actually, um, some of you may have noticed our awesome, there's a bigger one out front, but our awesome uh, posters here. 
The yeah. little ones. The little ones here. Not that. That's not us. This is nice, though. This is us. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Let's talk about that one. It's a Ref- reference to A Trip to the Moon that's by right. George Melier. Melier, yeah. Uh, but we know, we know our shit. Yeah. <laughs> went to film school, everyone. We didn't rehearse that. No, we didn't. You don't need to when you get, <laughs> when you've got the knowledge. we're recording this. <laughs> okay, so this poster, the little one, big one out front. Uh, we have the uh, the guy who designed it. He's here, and it's a uh, very it's a good looking poster, David. It's pretty awesome. It I don't know. I don't know if you guys can tell. I mean, it's small. There's like there's big ones out front, but it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Adam Adam Rebitaro. Absolutely. It kind of. He's right there. Did I did I pronounce that right? Rebitaro. Rebitaro. I don't know. It's, uh, is that it? That's it. Adam Rebataro. But how yeah. would they pronounce it in Mexico is what I'm, what I'm wondering. Rebataro? Okay. <laughs> All right. That one we didn't rehearse. Um, but uh, it, what's interesting about the poster, though, is that it kind of makes a promise that we can't live up to. <laughs> like, we look really badass in that. I look a solid 30 pounds thinner than I am. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we just look, uh, we look pretty badass, Although I think. Like, pretty cool looking. It could be said that you kind of look like you're running away. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> I would say even the superhero version of me, that is probably what I would do, yes. Because like, you, like, the way you're uh, standing there, it looks like you're pointing, like, there's the danger. And I'm like, get me out of here. And I just hold on to my hat and I run sure. away. So, uh, well done, Adam, on that. Good job. Heaven, heaven forbid you actually have us, like, fighting someone. This is how I fight. But, uh, all right, but that's, that's neither here nor there. What do I say next? You say that awesome line I wrote for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Uh, and now then, to business. That's not bad. He wrote that. <laughs> All right. Um, absolutely. So, and when I re- and honestly, for those who listen to the show, uh, when I wrote that line for him, I remember thinking like, that is so perfect. It sounds like a David Bax kind of line. And so, uh, a little, little bit, little bit snotty. A little bit snotty. A little bit pleased with yourself. And yeah. uh, it's just, I'm, I'm fascinated that I had to think of it for you. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so this is the part of the, sh- of the show we did this last time, where uh, we are going to throw out some trivia questions. Uh, to you guys about it's the show. It's pretension trivia, so if you are one of the people who didn't clap, just hang tight. There's going to be some comedy. It's going to be funnier than anything we've just said. Oh, no question about that. Uh, but uh, listen to the show. Well rehearsed, I'm yeah. sure. Listen to the show. Problem solved. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but yeah, this is your opportunity to... It'll be uh, funnier than that. <laughs> it won't be funnier than that, though. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is your opportunity to uh, win some Battleship Pretension merch. Merch, uh, for those not in the podcasting world, in the right, business, right. is short for merchandise. Merchandise, that's right. So, you, what's, the, what's the correct way to pronounce it? M- oh, uh, uh, merchandise. Okay. We've All done right. that joke three times that we're done. That's right, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay, so, uh, so oh, where's my cards? I don't know. I picked them all up. Well, I separated them. Okay. Okay, so we're going to ask the questions. You You can win some merch. That's me. That's me. That's me. Way to go. Okay, there you go. Do I ask first? No, it's me first. All right, go ahead. All right, and let me get the uh, the prizes here. Oh, jeez. I didn't know. You didn't have to be so aggressive. All right, so here's the the deal. I'm going to keep the show moving. I am not sure if people are going to get these questions, actually. So we'll see how it goes. We have a couple friends in here that might actually just know this, so it'll work out. All right. Question one. For the one-year anniversary of Battleship Pretension, David and I listed our favorite movies of all time. My choice is completely unoriginal, Citizen Kane. Yeah. David's, however... Saw it coming a mile away. Bit of a snooze. Up your game next time. I don't, uh, I don't like the tone that we've created here. Maybe next like, time you go with Down With Love. No one would see that coming. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Better, actually, much better movie than one would uh, give it credit for, I would say. Yeah, it is. It's I don't like movie. Renee Zellweger, but she's pretty great in that. Okay. She's got like a 15-minute long monologue. All right. Uh, so mine, Citizen Kane. David's, however, isn't quite as conventional. What is David's favorite movie of all time? Uh, raise your hand, please. Okay, Only the yeah. person... Oh, there's a person I don't know back there who raised his hand. Um, <laughs> what was what? that? Okay, what is it? What, what's the answer? No. No? Sorry. Okay. Oh, this, this guy right here. This guy right here. Barton, Barton, Barton Fink. Fink is correct, yeah. Oh, thank God. Woo! All right, and for that, you win a uh, Battleship Pretension t-shirt. <laughs> All right, uh, the next question is yours. Okay. And you have to remember, you have to rephrase it so there's no spoilers. I was okay with there being spoilers. Yeah, okay. Now, as we all know, those of us who listened to the show, we're here last time. Tyler's uh, dream world adversary is actor Michael Gambon. That's right. Now, in, in, in the dream, we're not going to go through the whole story. Right, right, no. Listen to the show. Uh, Tyler swore that Gambon would one, would one day get his, but actually, Gambon has gotten his several times in movies. Name a movie in which Michael Gammon is killed, the movie that was released before 2008 to spoilers for one big movie. Any major franchise. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so name name a film in which... Can anyone name a movie that that Michael Gammon got got his... Got his, was killed in. Michael Gammon. Anybody? Open range. Oddly enough, no. He was spared by Robert Duvall. (laughs) He got a a shotgun aimed at his head, and Robert Duvall said no. That's not right. I'm going to let this Irishman live. Seriously, somebody name a movie. Somebody name a movie. Please. Book of Eli. Book of, uh, yes, Book of Eli is correct. Okay, yes. that's not before 2008, but go ahead and give me. Oh, that. that's true. Yes, I'm sorry. I forgot about Yeah, I wrote the, I wrote the card uh, before yeah, I was Book car- of Eli is fine. In the interest of, not, of, of trying to restore some momentum to this fucking show right Absolutely, now, yeah, let's yeah. just go with Book of Eli. Yeah, and, uh, and so you will get yourself a, uh, hang on now. A year, you'll get yours Gambin t-shirt <laughs> and so but yeah uh, and real quick before we before we move on uh, the interesting thing about Michael Gambin uh, let, we'll, we can do hands this time uh, who here actually knows who Michael Gambin is <laughs> okay, okay alright good. good and uh, yeah Gambin's an interesting guy because uh, he seems to spark the same ire in filmmakers that he does in me because when he dies in films it's never just like oh he died in his sleep in Gosford Park he gets poisoned and stabbed in Sleepy Hollow, he gets impaled and beheaded. Uh, and then in The Cook, the Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, he is forced to eat a bite of a corpse and then gets shot in the head. So uh, how, I does he, how does he die in The Good Shepherd? That's on here. I never the Good Shepherd, he gets... Uh, none, of, none of us saw it. <laughs> it's... <laughs> well, all right then. Five to 30, it would appear. But uh, in The Good Shepherd, uh, you just kind of see him get uh, carted off for... Uh, by the government. But yeah, so he just, he sparks ire in people, and I would recommend everybody see, especially, I don't recommend Sleepy Hollow that much, but watch Sleepy Hollow and revel in Michael Gammon's death as I do. All right, <laughs> so last question, here we go. Thank God. You're all right, David. In a few moments, David is going to say a certain phrase that's going to move the show along that will be different than all the phrases he's said so far to try and move the show along. <laughs> what will that phrase be? Uh, hands? Yes? Hang on. Let's, Let's get, get into, into it, it, shall we? That's what I'm going to I've just said it, and I'm going I'm to say it again in a few minutes. A few seconds. 
So you get a let's uh, let's get into it, shall we? T-shirt. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. I'm complete. Was it? I was. I had fun. Okay. Well, yeah. let's, get to, let's get to the professionals, David. Yeah, let's get into it, shall we? Absolutely. All right, so this is a lengthy intro, uh, and uh, our guests will know why. Your first performer of the evening is a good friend of the show. He, has one, he was one of our first guests ever, and we were absolutely starstruck to have him. You may remember him as Man in the television show One World and gas station attendant in Grand Theft Parson starring Johnny Knoxville. David and I, however, remember him as the TV geek on the Comedy Central show Beat the Geeks. It's an honor and a pleasure to have him here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, the king of TV himself, Paul Goebel. Thank you, David. Wow. Oh, man, all my greatest credits. Thank you very much. Uh, so, all the t-shirts have your catchphrases on them. That's the deal? Something like Apparently. that. Apparently. All right, so for our show, we're going to give out t-shirts that say things like, Sorry for the disappointment. <laughs> and what a waste of time this was. Uh, so um, I was just here last night doing the Comics on Comics show, and it was a lot of fun. But I brought my kids with me because sometimes I bring them to the show and we look at comic books or whatever. And um, <laughs> this, I swear to God this happened. I'm sitting next to my oldest daughter, and she, um, somebody was talking about something, and they said, spoiler alert. And she leans over to me and goes, do all you people say spoiler alert? <laughs> and for the first time in my life, I was able to go, what do you mean you people? <laughs> Which was awesome. Because uh, I'm a white man. And she goes, I mean like, you know, comic nerds, guys. But that was pretty funny. Um, and the, the other thing that was great, someone was talking about Magic the Gathering. Any fans here of Magic the Gathering? Any players? Yeah? Um, what I loved about Magic the Gathering, they used to have commercials. Remember those commercials they had for Magic the Gathering, trying to sell cards? And their catchphrase was, all you need is a brain, a deck, and a friend. Oh, so close. <laughs> mm, man, you're, oh, you're right there. Oh, two out of three. That's, oh, that's too bad. Um, so bad. So um, a lot of great movies. I wrote an actual movie joke just for tonight. Right. Ready? Anybody here going to see Splice? No? I can't wait for the sequel, Diet Splice. Right? Come on now. Hello, ladies. Right? Or should I say Orange Mandarin Splice? But I'm not sure. I'm still working that out. Um, so um, I'll talk about my kids for a little bit. Um, my kids, much like me, are a-holes. And... It's great being a parent because I can teach them the, you know, the subtleties of being an a-hole, and yet they will never reach the you know, level of a-holeness that I am at. And uh, I make fun of them all the time. They make fun of me all the time. <laughs> One of the best times ever was uh, the three of us, me and the two kids, are driving by Universal Studios shortly after the Simpsons ride opened. And, we, and I said to them, hey, you guys know anybody who's been on that Simpsons ride? And my youngest, Gracie, she goes, um... She says, oh, well, my friend Vanessa was on it, and she said it was really fun. And I said, I find that hard to believe. She goes, why? Vanessa's not a liar. And I said, no, I find it hard to believe you have a friend. <laughs> ah, her sister, ah! <laughs> her sister fucking dies laughing. So I was like, well, I killed, you know, killed her, her anyway. 
But that's the kind of shit we do to each other. And, you know, they do their best. But every once in a while, man, uh, one day where uh, I go to pick up the kids and um, Gracie, the youngest, is wearing these uh, neon green socks. And so I say to her, nice day glow socks. What are you, in the Wham video? And she looks up at me and goes, I don't know what any of those words mean. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you asshole. Why are you such an asshole? Um, And and it was awesome. She knew exactly what she meant by that. She knew she was being a dick. Um, One time, uh, I I took them to, to a taping of a TV show, some Disney show that a friend of mine works on. And we're out uh, in line. We're waiting to go in. And uh, the warm-up guys, who I knew, they came out to say hi. And uh, so they come out, and we're shooting the shit. And they say to me, oh, by the way, I'm doing an improv show at Bang. Do you want to be on it with me? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. And they say, it's going to be all dudes. It's like an all-dude improv show, all straight guys. And Gracie goes, oh, well, then he can't do it. <laughs> in front of everybody. And the whole line is like, ah, good one. And I laughed, of course, but the whole show, I'm thinking, what did she mean by that? Does she even know what that means? And and so I couldn't let it go. And on the way home, we're in the car, and I go, Gracie, when you said that thing about me not being able to do the straight guy show, what did you mean? And she goes, because you like cock. She said, no, she didn't really. She didn't say that, but it was funny. The The best one ever was... Uh, one time uh, I went to Disneyland with my kids, their mom, and my girlfriend. It was awesome um, being the only dude there. Uh, and uh, the whole day I'm just awash in estrogen, and it's really taking its toll on me. And we're in line for this one ride, and my, my youngest, Gracie, she likes to do this thing. I'm sure some of you ladies have done it if you have long hair, where she takes her hair and makes like a mustache out of it, you know? Pretend she has a mustache, and she calls herself Mr. Mustache. And so she'll do that, and I go, oh, Mr. Mustache, I didn't see you there. And she's like, hello. And, uh, and I go, what are you doing here at Disneyland, Mr. Mustache? I'm having a great day. I go, oh, great. What did you have for lunch today? Where did you eat? The Mustache restaurant. Oh, that sounds good. What would you have? A mustache. <laughs> ah, sounds delicious. I say to her, I go, and then I say, so did you go on any rides today, Mr. Mustache? And she goes, yes. I said, which was your favorite one? And she goes, the mustache ride. In front of the whole line of fucking people. It was awesome. And I, of course, almost shit. And my girlfriend and her mom are laughing but trying not to laugh. And I'm like, oh, the mustache ride. That sounds awesome. How much was it to get on? And she goes, $100. And I went, oh, prices have gone up since I was on them. I remember when it was just a nickel. (laughs) But that's great. And, of course, and her sister's like, why is this funny? I don't get any of this. And that was was an awesome thing. And that's why it's great to have kids. For those of you who don't have kids, that's why it's awesome. Because, of course, when they're babies, it sucks. They shit and they cry and it's no good. But when they're older, you can, like, mold their sensibilities, you know, and teach them what's great and what's crap. You know, I let them watch, like, the crap shows, but I tell them, this show's bullshit. That's so Raven, that's crap. I can't believe you guys watch that. But they know, whereas we watch Glee together, and it's awesome. So um, I want to uh, share one last story. I have time for one more story. All right, this is a story some of you may have heard. But uh, um, it's if you lived in L.A. for any 
period of time, you uh, will see celebrities. And like the first time you see a celebrity in L.A., it doesn't matter who it is. You're like, oh, there's that guy from that show. It's kind of neat. After a while, it, it, we- it wears off. And then you're like, oh, there's that guy from that show. And you don't really care anymore until you meet that one celebrity who really means something to you. And to me, for me, that day came the day I met Mr. T. And, uh, and it was a great day because um, it, I was competing in this contest. Long ago, TV Land had this contest, the Ultimate TV Fan, which I eventually won. And I won a bunch of TVs and a car, and it was great. But uh, at this particular uh, uh, competition, Mr. T was there. They, they were at malls across America, and they'd have, like, Jerry Mathers or Marla Gibbs or whatever. And this one in Panorama City was uh, Mr. T. So in between the competitions, Mr. T would sign autographs and answer questions and stuff. And... Uh, at one point, this kid up front raises his hand and asks a question. And I am uh, in the back, but I can see from the back that this kid, there's something off about him. There's something just not quite right about this kid. I can't tell what it is from where I'm standing, but something off. As he grabs the mic and stands up to ask his question, it becomes clear that this kid has Down syndrome. That it, 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 that's his deal. So he, he, he stands up and he says, Mr. T., why are you always so mean to Murdoch? <laughs> and the whole fucking mall goes silent. Like, everyone's like, oh, shit, what do we do? <laughs> like, what do you say? I mean, because he doesn't say, you know, Mr. T, why are you always so mean to Dwight Schultz? You know, he doesn't say B.A., why are you always so mean to Murdoch? He's mixing the two. So what do you do? Do you say it's a show, he's not a real guy? You know, the kid's clearly, you know, he's got Down syndrome. He might not even understand the answer. What do you say? Mr. T, genius that he is, without missing a beat, looks at this kid and goes, because he's a crazy fool. (laughs) And the fucking crowd went crazy. Everybody erupted like, yeah, I ain't getting on no plane, no time for jibba jibba. I pity the fool. It was fucking great. And it was like, to me, it was like, that's why Mr. T is awesome. That's why he, I mean, it's not about the Mohawks, not about the gold chains. It's not about the sneer. It, that's why Mr. T is awesome right there. So if you learned anything from the story, if you ever have the good fortune to meet Mr. T on the street or wherever, go up to him, tell him you're a fan, and ask him, why are you always so mean to Murdoch? Because <laughs> he'll tell you he's a crazy fool. All right, that's all I got. I'm, I'm Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I burn. So, uh, are you going to see Splice? Fuck no. That looks bad. <laughs> Tell me this, though. You guys are movie nerds. Mm-hmm. Why did they name the monster Dren? It's is that a joke because it's nerd it's backwards? Nerd backwards is the only thing I heard. Yeah, but the Happy Days did that already. Oh, okay. Well, they're not, you know, they don't know TV the way you do. You should have been like a consultant or something. But is that like a joke because only nerds are going to go see that movie? Mm-hmm. Movie nerds and sci-fi nerds, it's like, hey, here's a shout-out to our audience. I don't know, maybe. I don't, it's, you, you're, you're asking me, just because I happen to I, intern at the I'm company. sorry, I, this part wasn't scripted. I, I apologize. Oh, <laughs> I should have scripted my questions beforehand. We, well, you, you certainly couldn't tell that that stuff was all rehearsed. Oh, oh, thank oh thanks for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Mike Schmidt back there. Ah, that was dynamite. You guys nailed it. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. Well, so, well, the, the, I mean, the idea was that we would uh, riff on whatever movies you brought up in your yeah in your so in your just act. that one. Well, we, so yeah. I talked about Mr. T. Thing. We could talk about the A Team. 
Are you going to see that? Oh, fuck yes. I'm going to see the fucking <laughs> AT movie. Are you kidding me? I'll say, I've said this before. I don't care who you are or what you do or what you have to say or what you're wearing. Bradley Cooper was born to play the fucking face man in the movie. Bradley, Bradley Cooper was born to play Dirk Benedict in the Dirk Benedict story. <laughs> that casting could not be more perfect. I don't care what else is going on. I will say I'm kind of bummed that they dyed Liam Neeson's hair. Why does he have to have gray hair? Mm-hmm. Just because George Papard did. It, he doesn't have to look like George Papard, right? Right. It's not really a function of the costuming at that point. It's just exactly. what the actor looked like. And people would, I think people would be okay with Liam Neeson colored hair. I agree. Like, B.A. has to have a mohawk. Yes. Exactly, yes. But Liam Neeson doesn't have to have gray hair, right? What, what's that about? I'm now, looking to you guys for answers. Is, I'm just tra- I, I haven't really watched the, the trailer or anything. Is Jessica Biel playing Murdoch? <laughs> yes she's a crazy fool <laughs> she is though i hear she's fucking nuts though for reals really? jessica beal yeah that's why justin timberlake i mean why else would you stop dating jessica beal i mean that's the only reason you'd stop <laughs> dating jessica beal because she's fucking crazy well maybe she's just you know maybe you guys just don't gel you know like as far as like you're the gayest married guy i know <laughs> Maybe they couldn't watch Glee together. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I went to a, the same concert as Jessica Biel. I had better seats than she did. Really? Yeah. She was like five rows behind me. Did you turn around and say burn? <laughs> <laughs> One time I was on a, a flight. I was in first class, and Kato Kalin was in coach behind me. <laughs> and it was great because the whole time I'm like, I cannot wait till Jim Bruce picks me up at the airport. Because, of course, I get off first, and I go, hold on, hold on. You got to see who was on my plane and we're standing there and he comes off because this was back in the day uh-huh. and Jim, Jim just goes, ah, <laughs> <laughs> and we turn around and leave. That was fucking great. Now, no, Paul, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> what? That we laughed at Cato? That you were in first class. <laughs> well, some, someone else bought the ticket. It was really a, a, now, an Paul, accident. Have I told you my Cato Kalen story? I don't. Hey, I would remember it if you All had. Right. Three years ago, I was working at a, at a Blockbuster. Yeah, sorry. Um, and uh, Why are you sorry? because you should be sorry if you work at Blockbuster. I, I used to work at one. It sucks. Yeah, everybody works at one sooner or later. Yeah, it's bullshit. Um, but uh, what did you recommend for him? Well, here's the deal. <laughs> oh, he shit. was he was looking around, and uh, he apparently is a member of the Academy, and it was right around uh, the time for you know Oscar nominations. And he goes, "Hey, did you see that Last King of Scotland movie?" And I go, "Yeah." <laughs> he goes, "What'd you What'd you think of it?" I said, "It was pretty good." He goes, "What do you think of uh, Forrest Whitaker?" I was like, he's good. I think he should be nominated in the supporting category, but I think he's good. He goes, yeah. You see Venus? I go, uh, yeah, I saw. He goes, yeah, I watched the first 20 minutes. How's it end? <laughs> and I go, nice. spoilers, everybody, for Venus. I go, he dies. He goes, oh, that sounds pretty good. And then he rented a straight-to-video horror movie. Sweet, <laughs> sweet. Now, tell me, did you guys see that uh, movie that him and uh, Carlos Mencia did where their kids get married? came out a couple months ago. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Something. Oh, uh, no. No, I You guys know what I'm talking Wait, about, right? Forrest Whitaker's kid and Carlos Mencia's uh, kid get married. Uh, our family wedding? Is that what it's Something like that, yeah. yeah. What were they talking about on the set of that movie? How great was that? <laughs> In between shots, the two of them are sitting there, and Carlos Mencia's like, hey, man, it's great working with you. You were great. In Last King of Scotland, you were awesome. Yeah, yeah, I won, won an Oscar for that. Yeah, I'm pretty good. What did, what did you do again? Oh, I got in a fight with Joe Rogan. <laughs> he wanted to beat me up because my I, I steal jokes. I have my own show on Comedy Central. It was the only show that everyone hated. 
<laughs> That's the fucking worst team up ever. Who I don't know who cast that movie, but I guess it didn't do well because nobody saw it. So are you, uh, are, are you enjoying Glee? Fuck yeah, that show's great. <laughs> I love it. I make no bones. I make no excuses. I've talked about this before. I, when I was a kid, I was in the Glee Club or Corlayers or whatever you call it. And uh, it was, you know, when I, when I was a kid, I, did, I acted and I sang and I played in the band. And eventually I had to quit playing in the band because I didn't have room for it on my schedule because I was doing so many other shit. But we, like, would go Those on. Those the days, huh? Yeah, man. I, <laughs> they were because we would go on tour because I grew up in Arizona. I'm embarrassed to say. Uh, and we would go on this tour. when you were in first class. <laughs> right. We would no, we'd take a bus like to California and sing at other schools. And then we'd sing at Disneyland and spend the day there and sing at SeaWorld and spend a day there. And, of course, everyone hooks up. Everyone in the core layers hooks up. And, it, and as I watched the show, I realized that was the best fucking time of my life, especially compared to now. <laughs> like, especially in comparison to the way I live my life now, that was awesome because I was young and I was getting laid and I had money and I didn't have any responsibilities and I could fucking sing when I wanted to and people wanted to hear it. Oh, it was great. <laughs> I, and all those things I just said are not happening now. All those things in my life are the opposite of what my life is now. Every single one of them. I think we can all go home now. I think that's, uh, I don't feel like laughing. Anymore. I appreciate you putting me on first, by the way, before uh, everyone else, because when Mike Schmidt comes up and does stand-up, clearly the end of the world. That's the end of the fucking world, right? <laughs> that's one of the signs of the apocalypse, Mike Schmidt actually telling jokes in, in Hollywood. I can't fucking wait. It's going to be awesome. Well, on that very positive note, I'm going to say a very, a very warm thank you. No, thank you, guys. And, and by the way, tomorrow... Uh, we're actually recording the latest episode of my podcast with them, which will go up uh, Monday, Monday morning, Sunday night, Monday morning, and we're going to talk all about the Lost finale. It will be the last word on Lost. Very timely. So, when yeah. I said thank you, I meant if you'd get up off the couch. Yeah. I know what you fucking meant, <laughs> but I'm the first guest. i got to set the tone. Absolutely. But so listen to my, if you don't listen to Other my show, guests, the Paul Goebel true. show, yeah, uh, listen to the show coming up because these guys will be on it, and it should be some good stuff. All Thanks. Right. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. I'm going to leave this like this. Oh. For Jason and Randy Coleman. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's keep moving. Uh, our next guest, uh, are, they're a duo. Uh, I had some things for you guys. Oh, okay. There's a couple pins. This is worth it. There you go. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's a pins for the Paul Goebel show. It's a circular pin and a rectangular picture. Well done, Paul. That's really, really planned out well. Good job, buddy. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that because he's the only one of the guests we know well enough to be that big a dick to. Uh, our, our, our next guests are, are, are a duo. He was the star of I Love You, Beth Cooper. She was the star of Paper Heart. Tyler wrote Paper Moon. I did it by accident. It's not because I don't know the name of the movie. I did it by accident. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Paul Rust and Charlene Yee, The Glass Beef. How's it going, everybody? Just like the Stones, you know, when you go see their show and they spend the first couple minutes setting up. 
No, I think that's good. Okay. I see your belly, I see your belly, and she, she sees my teeth. I see your belly, I see your belly, and she, she sees my teeth. She sees my teeth. She sees my teeth. She sees my teeth. I see your belly. I see your belly. And she, she sees my teeth. I see your belly. I see your belly. And she, she sees my teeth. She sees my teeth. She sees my teeth. She sees my I see your belly, I see your belly, and she, uh, she sees my teeth. Oh, oh. I see your belly, I see your belly, and she, she sees my teeth. She sees my teeth. She sees my teeth. She sees my teeth. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Yeah. I feel bad that not everybody can see us, but I feel like if everybody stood up, it'd be a little uh, sort of gangbang-ish. Whoa. Good. So um, let's switch instruments. Okay. Could you imagine if you played this with a pick? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Good thing this is a comedy podcast. <laughs> oh, so the top one. Oh. Don't these look like those Muppets? <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I meant. I meant these look like Muppets. <laughs> The microphones. Not, yeah, they look like, I thought you, you know, meant like from Sattler Sesame Street. Sattler and Wardle. No, the, I'm sorry. The guys from the Muppet Show. No, it looks like, like Bert and Ernie or Cookie Monster. Anyways, <laughs> let's get to the music. <laughs> Everything the Who was doing was just all accidents. <laughs> None of it was intentional. They were just really clumsy. England's clumsiest band. That was their moniker. 
words. Huh. We've heard that before, huh, fellas? I don't get it. I don't think so. Are you crying because I broke your thing? Okay. Weeping willow, butterfly, I got pollen in my eye and I don't like you and I don't like you I think my cemetery is really fucking scary I'm bringing my cousin Jerry and Tom too that's right Weeping willow, butterfly, I got pollen in my eye, and I don't, I don't, like I don't, you. I don't like you, and I don't, I don't, like I don't like you. I think my cemetery is really fucking scary. Bring in my cousin Jerry and Tom too. That's right. I think my cemetery. It's really fucking scary. I'll bring my cemetery Tom to That's right. That song must be much better because they knew it was the end. <laughs> Eight seconds later, but they knew. Sorry, guys. Um, all right. Okay. Let's switch instruments again, huh? <laughs> Um, thank you for coughing on my hand. <laughs> thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. <coughs> Ooh. you guys are hot too, right? <laughs> yeah? That's, That's good. good. Whoa! Too bad they didn't make a warranty on sweat because we just broke it. <laughs> This one's for the lovers. Yeah. Past yeah. and present. Sorry. That's cool. I'm going to Hawaii, but I'm never coming back. 
No, I'm never coming back to you. I'm going to Hawaii, but I'm never coming back. No, I'm never coming back to you. And you can plead and cry. And you can ask me why. But I'm never coming back. No, I'm never coming back the same. Ooh. I'm going to Hawaii. But I'm never coming back. No, I'm never coming back to you. I'm, I'm going to Hawaii. But I'm never coming back. No, I'm never coming back to you. And you can plead and cry, and you can ask me why, but I'm never coming back, no, I'm never coming back the same. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this is our last song. Um, Charlene, you should get a, let's get a beat going for the song. You know it. <laughs> Copycats. <laughs>
Thanks, everybody, with a glass of beef. Thank you, and good night. Wow, standing ovations in the back. Oh, my God. <laughs> How's it going there? Yeah, come on over. The awkward part of moving the instruments out of the way first. Oh, we've as, no, we established okay. a certain tone of awkwardness when we're <laughs> in the, the equipment. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Thanks for having that us. That was great. Thank yeah. you. I know, um, I mean, you had said in the email you guys were going to do some new songs. I was really glad you also did Hawaii, which oh, is yeah. my favorite glass beef song. Thank you. Thanks. The first time I ever saw you guys, like, three years ago. Yeah. It. It's an awesome song. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, it sounded like somebody was going to start applauding for it. <laughs> yeah, they chickened out. Now, Paul, you've you've been on the show before, uh, mm-hmm. so you're like you're old news. Yeah. Uh, wow. Get out of here, Charlene. He's, he's Whatever, fine. Muppets. Charlene has not been on. <laughs> Charlene has not been on the show before. Uh-uh. Uh So, uh, Charlene, how you doing? I'm Welcome sorry. to the show. Doing good. How are you? Welcome I'm to the, the family. Thank yeah, you for exactly. having yeah. me. Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, all all um, guests and hosts of Battleship Pretension have Thanksgiving together. So now <laughs> so you're yeah. welcome, Charlene. It's gonna, yeah. Oh, thank really you, great. guys. It's really great. You're, you're expected to bring something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of it, course. It's starting to get out. We we're going to have to run a haul this year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll bring uh, the cranberries. I love no need to argue. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I've got a, a bit of a bit cough. Of a cough so oh, everybody! Um, I know like three or four people have strep right now. Yeah, oh, my geez. wife uh, got it a couple days ago. Everything's Gross. going around. No, thank you. Crazy. Good luck so. to everyone else using the orange mic tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, uh, it looks like a big Cheeto, which usually gives you strep throat anyway. So, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> what oh, do yeah. you guys think? No, I know. Your uh, uh, co-star from Knocked Up, Jason Siegel, has talked oh, about making a, I, I don't know if it's official. I don't know. They're probably some bigger movie nerds than I am. I'm a movie snob. Yeah, yeah. But is that actually... Like I don't glasses. know if it's actually going to happen, but Jason Siegel was... Uh, oh, yeah. Talks to make, a, to make a Muppet movie, to I'm write one. I'm not sure. One. I cannot confirm. Would you see it, Can you though? deny? Yeah. I could deny <laughs> it. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry to break your heart. Um, would is, I see is, it? Is he, no. No. Is he no. a good guy? Would you trust him with the Muppet franchise? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Does that answer your question? I'm actually, I'm actually a little disappointed. I, you know, you guys and me? are both, no, both of you. <laughs> I mean, you're both big Hollywood actors. <laughs> like I yep. expect, yep. I expect that everybody who's ever been in a movie keeps track of everything that everybody else who's been in. A movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, don't you all know what everybody else is doing? We I have a phone so. tree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> at the top is George Clooney. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you did you did you text Christoph Waltz after his Oscar win? Yeah, <laughs> well, he co-star? texted me and he said, "Can you believe it?" And I said, "I know, Christoph. Just enjoy yourself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, that, for those that don't know, uh, Paul was in uh, Inglorious Bastards, and so that was uh, we starred in Inglorious Bastards. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Feature, I'd say like a featured yeah. role. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I remember the credits correctly, it does say like all the names and Paul Rust as Andy something, right? Yeah, Kagan. Andy Kagan. Right. All right. Not Andy Kegel. <laughs> yeah, the character was originally named. <laughs> you have to say the name with two names at the same time. So, yeah, I don't <laughs> ah, you guys got it. <laughs> 
so what uh what do you guys uh Should have uh well no what do you guys well i guess so what do you guys have uh, in the works anything uh anything well, charlene exciting, and i interesting? wrote a movie all right uh yeah. that we're waiting to hear what's happening with it but um we'll see yeah it was um it's uh through uh charlene uh, had worked with judd apatow on knocked mm-hmm. up and so we wrote a uh, script for judd and universal and now it's in their hands, and we're waiting to hear what they think. So. Does it star the two of you? Is it going to be like a Blues Brothers kind of thing? Is, yeah, is it the Glass it's, it's actually a Blues Brothers remake yeah. starring right. us. Yeah. <laughs> the Glass and, Beat uh, pick of Destiny? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll let you guess who the Ackroyd is. <laughs> <laughs> Me? You don't know. You don't know. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> it's not an obvious one. So um, now, ostensibly, this is a uh, movie show you would know from the, the one movie joke that Paul said. Um, yeah. Oh, well, there was another movie joke in there. Oh, which one there was There was a reference to um, Blake Edwards' 1991 switch when we switched our instruments. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was going to lead into a... I was going to lead into the question, uh, have you guys seen any movies lately? What oh. you, uh, what's going on? The summer movies have like sucked this year, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I saw good. Dancing in the Rain. <laughs> is that a real movie? What is oh, that? Singing in the Rain. <laughs> <laughs> the, se- the sequel, Dancing in the Rain. I think I was, I think I was just thinking about dancing a lot lately. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that happens in the movie. Yeah, dancing yeah. in the rain. Yeah, yeah. The rain. It seems it was weird. That was weird. I'm sorry no, about that. No, you're right. The title is sort of a misnomer. It's not just singing. Yeah. Singing and dancing. And dancing. It's okay. okay, what's the next thing? <laughs> well, they, they well, come for the singing and, the st- and they stay for the dancing. You want to like surprise right, them with the dancing. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Did you enjoy singing in the rain? It's one of my all-time I favorites. did. I liked it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it was great. funny, right? Yeah, yeah. it was really it, funny. It, it, yeah, it's, 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 funny. I mean, it's a classic Hollywood musical, but it's legitimately hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Still laugh out loud. Yeah, laugh out loud. <laughs> LOL. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot there was an audience in the room. Sorry, it's very, it's everybody. It's very savvy right. crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They know about it. Oh, okay. Um, I also watched Pretty Woman. For the first time? Uh, sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Do you, uh, now, I, I actually have never seen Pretty Woman. Really? Um, is it... Uh, now, I, you have a problem with Pretty Woman, don't you? Like, uh, didn't you I say... I don't like that? it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem? You misheard him. He just has a problem with Pretty Women. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Up there, on their pedestals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I guess. Oh, you don't like Pretty I Woman? I don't like it. Is fine. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I really am on the spot. No, it's. I. I. I think it's just a little. It's just a little cheesy, and I <laughs> think it's. Uh, I think it's insulting to all the the real prostitutes of Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it. Uh, yeah, they're never gonna meet their, their silver story. fox. Although that part. <laughs> <laughs> The part where he opens the little ring box and then closes it on and she left. Very charming. That's good. Very charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was originally supposed to be that he handed her a turtle and it snapped at her. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Test audiences loved it too much. And uh, they could never bounce back from the enjoyment that everybody felt. That's Now, uh, now I know you guys actually because we got a late start. I know you guys have to have to head out, and hopefully we'll get out before uh, this. What is the show that you're uh, doing at the UCB uh, this evening? Are you both doing it? Oh, next no. Saturday. Oh, is it next Saturday? I'm doing my show tonight. Oh. You have your show next. Oh, oh, I see what they're talking oh, about. Oh, wait, what? I'm doing a show tonight. 
<laughs> it's semi-monthly. It's called Audition, okay. and the idea of it is that you get front row seats for um, Woodland High's auditions for their spring play. So it's a bunch of high schoolers doing stupid <laughs> stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, we're doing oh, oh. a musical next week. Oh, oh, I thought, yeah, okay, yeah. But I kind of didn't think I'm you guys done. had to get out of here earlier to do your musical next no, week. We, I, I have, no, <laughs> no, we have a right. show tonight, but it's separate shows. Like I'm playing at the Steve Allen Theater tonight, cool. oh, and you're it. playing at UCB, and I thought you were talking about the show uh, we're doing okay. together next Saturday. That's what I thought. No, so and what, that's so an improvised like musical. So what, what I don't know when this airs. If people want to come, they can. Oh uh, no, this will probably be in like a week. I don't know, Frank. When are you going to get this to us? <laughs> like uh, three weeks. Frank, feel my feel my wrath, McGrath on the on the boards. Everybody, give it up for Frank. Feel yeah. my wrath, McGrath. Um. So what, Charlene? What time is your show this evening? It's uh, I have to be there at ten thirty. The be show's not till midnight, but I have to be there at ten thirty. Okay. Like. So, all right, so here's the deal. You guys Ron are at the Lynch show now, and then when, we, when you get out of here, head over to the UCB, go to audition. Oh, that's nice. And then when you get out of that, head on over to the Steve Allen Theater and go see Charlene. You got a full Yeah, triple comedy. feature. Do you want to give them addresses, too, so huh? they put in the GPS? Multiple destinations? I'm trying to help out the guests. Thank you know. you. destination. Just fuck already, you two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Paul Rustin, Charlene Yee, Thanks the Glass Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Very much. Thanks for having Thanks us. For it's a fun time. Thanks, Charlene. All right. So you heard his laughter in the back. Our next guest has written for Cheap Seats, National Lampoon's Funny Money, and Starface. He currently hosts the very popular comedy podcast, The 40-Year-Old Boy. It's a thrill to have him here. The once and future stand-up comedian, Mike Schmidt, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that woman could not be less interested. I got to go. Take off. Uh, thank you, Tyler. Thank you, David. I, uh, let me first compliment you on your booking acumen. What do we got, two actual movie stars? Let's put them on before podcast jackass. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, we got somebody who is actually in Knocked Up and somebody who actually was in Inglorious Bastards. Let's let them be followed by a guy who enjoyed both films and paid to see them. <laughs> Awful. Uh, and it was, it's Paul and Charlene, and then it's the Sklar Brothers after me. So I'm like, I'm the sorbet between brilliance for you folks is who I am. I'm... I'm also a comedy team. It's me and my bemusement. Why the fuck I'm even between these two people? So my, my bemusement will be on that microphone there. I, uh, I'm Jeff Martyr. I, I should just do a martyr set. All right, that's old for nobody. All right, hi. Christ, uh, Paul Rustin and Glorious Bastards. I'm a fan of Paul and the film. And, uh, uh, and uh, I, 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 Paul was in it. And I'm, uh, it's funny, I have notes, but I don't want to open them. Like, I'm like, because it, I, stupid me, I'm like, well, it's a podcast, you can bring notes. There's a live audience, dupe. Oh, what the f- <laughs> All right. Uh, he was in Inglorious Bastards, which I enjoyed, uh, despite the presence of Eli Roth trying to fucking ruin it for me. <laughs> Look, I love Tarantino, but it's just when he gets into these coke-fueled manic episodes where he's like, what if I got the director of Saw and gave him a big role? People would still love it, right? No! Nobody would love it, especially when you make him do an accent. Really? Did that make sense? Hey, Eli, you're going to do a Boston accent and fucking ruin everything that you're in in, in the movie, every single moment that you touch. Uh, and if you saw the movie, he comes out, it's the Bear Jew. It's a big deal. And he there's a baseball bat in a dark hallway. And then Eli Roth wanders out and, 
And does a Boston accent that, quite frankly, it sounds like what John F. Kennedy would have sounded like if he insisted on doing the speech in Dallas after he'd been shot in the head. <laughs> ich bin ein banana fish pants underpants bicycle, eh? All right. But that's Tarantino's thing. He rediscovers people and brings them back. He brought Travolta back, which is awesome. It was awesome for a while because I love Travolta. And now, John Travolta's entered the tricky hair phase of his career, unfortunately. The, where now it doesn't matter what movie he's in. He's always going to have like a goatee or like a crazy mustache or he's going to dye like his tips. And, and that's what's supposed to carry the role for John Travolta. It's terrible. He was, that guy was fucking Tony Miner. And it's, he's a whore. Can we be honest? He's a whore. I saw on the internet last week there was a rumor there was a movie called War Pigs starring John Travolta, Cuba Gooding Jr., Brad Garrett, and William H. Macy. And they were actually going to go into North Korea and save their daughters from Kim Jong-il because they were reporters. Swear to God, it was on the internet last week. And then it came out a couple days later that it was fake. But when everybody thought it was real, nobody batted a fucking eye. Nobody. <laughs> Because that's what you expect out of Travolta these days. You're like, yeah, absolutely. What kind of mustache is he going to have? I'd go see that, maybe. <laughs> Travolta is fucking... T- he's just the biggest whore. He's made, he actually makes Nicolas Cage look discerning these days, which is tough. That's hard. I think Nicolas Cage's next movie is actually called, Hey, sorry, I own a castle. Oh, Travolta. Now he's just, he makes these movies. He's just, he's forced to spray on hair and make funny faces at Robin Williams. It's so terrible. And, and he is a great actor, Travolta. And, and if you don't think so, my last point clarifies it. Do you know how fucking hard it is to make funny faces at Robin Williams? <laughs> Robin Williams had to stop going to cancer wards because cancer complained. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but I liked it. I actually had a little speech there as cancer, but I couldn't decide what, can- what voice cancer would have, so I'm probably not going to do it. Should I do it? Not do it? No, nah, I won't do it. Was it? Why? It's the time has passed. All right. <laughs> uh, I haven't been to the movies, man. It's so funny. You're, uh, nobody is talking, and you're going to ask me about the summer movies, and I've seen Dick. I've seen nothing. I saw Iron Man, and I saw Robin Hood, and, uh, and they're exactly the same movie, just set in different time periods. That's what <laughs> Robin Hood has actually more armor on than Iron Man. That's about it. I just, I'm, I've outgrown movies, I think. I think I've, I've, my favorite movie of the past 10 years is Almost Famous. There's a great scene where Lester Bangs is, uh, is Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he's talking to Patrick Fugit, and he tells him, uh, you, oh, so you want to write about uh, music? Uh, rock and roll is dead. You're just around for the death rattle. That's how I feel about fucking movies these days. I can't go. Because, and the thing is, it's not just the quality of the movies, but, I, you know, when I can stay home and watch a Blu-ray, and I've never been that guy. I'm 42, and I used to, I love going to the movies, but now... It just turns into a fucking non-punch fest. Like, I'm trying not to hit people in the fucking movie theater. I, it's funny. I saw Step Brothers, okay, with... Uh, uh, not good? You shaking your head? No? I, I agree with you. Here's why. I didn't enjoy Step Brothers, which had John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, but I have people telling me after the fact that it's really funny, like Anchorman, like I need to kind of see it a few more times. But the problem is, all I can remember from Step Brothers is the fact that the entire row ahead of me was like the Spanish World Cup soccer team passing around a flask and calling each other faggot. Seriously, that's, that might be a plot point for all I fucking know about that movie. I can't do it. I, can't, I go to the movie. I, I'd rather, I'll stay home and watch a Blu-ray. And again, I hate being that guy. But I, 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 you know, The Wolfman comes out on Blu-ray this week, which, and I didn't go see that. And I don't even know if I see it on Blu-ray because quite frankly, you know what, if you want to make a movie about The Wolfman, maybe you don't cast an actor who's actually scarier when he's not the fucking Wolfman. <laughs> Benicio Del Toro's in that movie. You're like, ah, ah, 
turn to the wolf man, you're like, oh, fuck, all right, God, I can calm down. Thank God. Good to see the intensity's been ratcheted back a thousand points. I need him to be more intense. Did you see these actually making a Three Stooges movie? Did you see that? It's him, Sean Penn. They're actually attached to a Three Stooges movie. That's great. Why not, why not just go ahead and put Daniel Day-Lewis as Curly? Go ahead and make the whole thing. <laughs> oh, God. Go, go ahead and hire Lars von Trier to direct it, and I guarantee somebody dies during the entire filming. Either they actually kill themselves when they're doing method with the wrenches and the fucking hammers, or one of them just gets sucked up into the anguish vortex those four people would create in one spot at any given time. <laughs> I stay home and watch Blu-rays because honestly I can't go to the movies man because the one thing about movies the one advantage it will always have the one thing movies always have is the popcorn that's always the advantage you can't replicate movie popcorn at your house but still when you go to the movies the popcorn gets fucked up indirectly because how many times you've been in a movie this, and my wife does this too but, so I'll leave her out of it but have you ever been watching a movie and it's like a really tense moment or someone's about to get murdered there's a Mexican standoff something's about to happen and the fucking guy behind you digs through his popcorn like he's tunneling out of a fucking prison camp? What the hell? <laughs> Listen, we've only got one shot at this. We got to decide between the red wire and the blue wire. I'm going to go around. I'm going to get opinions from everybody. Exactly what do you think? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Papillon, seriously, give it a break. You're at a matinee. You're not climbing out of the well in Jamie Gum's basement. Thanks. Well done, Mike. <laughs> oh, thanks. Hi. I can tell from your strut that you yeah. were uh, happy. Well, I, I just felt stupid because I didn't get the microphone and I had to add some cool to going to get it. Sure. <laughs> By the way, I told, you, I told you guys you couldn't uh, use my set. Fucking use it. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I get a copy of it, I'll be happy. All right. I, I agree. Good. Um, let's talk about this Three Stooges movie. Let's do I that. I don't think it's actually going to happen, but... It's not why, like you have inside info, or you're just saying that it's I, one of those things that they will never come together on. I, I feel like through cultural osmosis, I heard that it was dead. I don't know. Again, is that another show, cultural osmosis? Is <laughs> that? Yeah, <laughs> that's the live podcast after this one. Uh, <laughs> is it dead? All right, it's dead. All right. The, uh, mo- are the three Stooges movies dead? Ah, oh, dude, does that invalidate my whole bit? <laughs> it was still uh, no. It was, no? It was Thank you, my friend. Shorts it, in the front it, row. And it was, it was going to happen. <laughs> It, it was going to happen. Yeah, they were talking about it for a long time. It was Sean, which because they made the TV movie, the Three Stooges movie, mm-hmm. where Michael Chiklis was Curly, and and uh-huh. as it was his training ground for Vic Mackey because very <laughs> parallel those two. Yeah. Although Curly was like that. If you know anything about Curly, ever read the Three Stooges books? He was like he was the king of Hollywood, like nine blondes in a convertible and drinking while he was driving. He was like the Babe Ruth of short comedies where Jews hit themselves with hammers. <laughs> <laughs> I was hysterical. I just thought of that. All right. <laughs> God damn it. But, uh, Put that in my set. If you can cut it in somehow. Let's we'll see what we can do. Frank? Frank? Okay, good. But, uh, but, but Sean Penn, I mean, <laughs> if, if anyone has proved themselves to be completely humorless. Absolutely completely humorless, but such a great actor, you think he could convey a sense of humor. Honestly, <laughs> right. I, like such a chameleon, such a brilliant actor, you're like, well, yeah, as much as a fucking jagoff that that guy is... He could make me believe he was funny. Dude, watch Spicoli, and you're like, well, he's got funny in his bones. Right. I mean, it's there. That's the thing. Like, he, he that's... do ride-alongs with funny people. <laughs> 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 he goes with Randy and Jason. Like, the stars <laughs> take him from club to club, and he just tries to absorb their funny. That'd be fucking hysterical. <laughs> A ride-along. Like, he, 
pe- like he really like made his mark as Spicoli. That's when everyone's like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah. Who's this funny guy? And he has been taking himself so seriously. People have completely forgotten about. Oh yeah, that's Sean Penn. That really funny performance. But uh, him at the Oscars, him yeah. uh, the uh, giving Jude interviews, the Jude Law thing Jude is ridiculous. Sure. Oh, he scolded. Uh, was it Chris Rock? He scolded. Yeah. yeah. Now you guys, you're movie guys, solid no. movie guys, and uh, the crowd. I'll ask you guys this: like, can you separate a guy who's a humorless preg from what you see on the screen? Can you go see a movie and not be tainted by your opinion of Sean Penn punching photographers and I, being a, a, a jagoff floating if, around in a boat trying to save people off roofs? <laughs> <laughs> I think if I could enjoy Apocalypto, I can forgive uh, <laughs> someone for anything. You know what Apocalypto makes me think of? Your poster. Like, your, it conveys, because uh-huh. it's very colorful and, like, and mm-hmm. bursting. That's a great... Who, I say round of applause. Who's the artist again? Adam Rebatero. Adam, nice job, dude. <laughs> I was jealous. I, I saw it, and I was like, man, that's... You, you know what? Even if you weren't doing a fucking show, you see that poster and go, well, we got to build a show around this poster. <laughs> <laughs> we have no choice at this point. Uh, yeah, I hope Adam knows he has agreed to do our posters in perpetuity. Sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Every, uh, yeah, we're not going to pay you, though. <laughs> At no point are we going to pay you. So that's all right. It's fine. Um, now, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I was wondering, because you, uh, uh, you didn't bring it up at the last live show. I figured it was only a matter of time before you brought up Apocalypto. Because you talk about <laughs> that movie more than, like, you talk about your girlfriend, you talk about your job. Wow. It's really astounding how much you... I, love the, I like the movie, too. Have you seen it? Have you seen I, it? I have not. Though? No, it's always it's on cable and I'll blaze through it, but it's, it's, it's something I should have seen. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, again, uh, listeners know we did, uh, back in uh, late December, we did our uh, top ten movies of the decade, and Apocalypto was one of my top ten movies of yeah. 2000. I, I don't think just listeners. I think all of pop culture knows that you did that show. Oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> I like to be modest, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's a it's a wonderful. I remember uh, hearing about it, and they said, "Oh, well, it's really violent." I remember they like, "Well, yeah." Well, round of applause. It's how many people have seen Apocalypto? Apocalypto. Oh, cool. Right, and then another round of applause. How many people think I'm an anti-Semite for liking it? <laughs> Wait, did he even sneak in anti-Jew stuff in Apocalypto? <laughs> no, but it's just him. Oh, that's so, just well, that gets back to my question of separating stuff from off. Like, can you see Mel Gibson now and not go? Oh, that guy uh, hates Jews. I, can you see him in a movie and just realize he's he's a great actor and what he does, he does well and you enjoy it? Or can it, you not help but be influenced by the things that they do off the screen? I think I think you can separate it. I mean, if you look at, for example, Roman it, Polanski, I mean, you can see actually certain, like, there's a, I'm sorry, this is not going to be funny at all. Um, but uh, there's a... <laughs> Believe me, hang on, they what? knew. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so... Anytime, anytime anything's coming out of the red and yellow microphones, they know <laughs> to sit quietly and wait for the orange or the blue to pipe up. <laughs> Denver Broncos. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you look at Roman Polanski's films, uh, it's almost always one person being oppressed by a group of people, whether it be uh, The Pianist or Rosemary's Baby or Chinatown or even The Ninth Gate, uh, God help us. Um, but like, it's, uh, and so I feel like he's put a lot of himself into his films because I'm sure that's probably how he feels, regardless of what actions he might have taken. Uh, no, that he did take. Um, but uh, sorry, everybody. Yeah, I don't mean to be apologist for uh, the. No, the, please, the horrible, by all means. That's good. Person. Take a stand against ass rape. <laughs> <laughs> or for ass rape, actually. Right. Good yeah. for you. But, uh, but yeah, and so, so I think actually it's, it's something that you can 
you can separate out because I'm not a big fan of Sean Penn, but I, I watch uh, Sweet and Low Down, and it's yeah. absolutely astounding. And you see Milk, or you watch milk, anything, yeah. and you're like, Jesus yeah. Christ! I mean, he's just you're you're astonished by, yeah. by. And I think again, it's a credit to what an amazing talent that person is because they mm-hmm. can bring to life something that that you completely lose yourself in, and you get away from the fact that you feel a certain way. Yeah. But it does. Uh, to bring it back to Apocalypto, it does make me read, <laughs> it does See? make me read certain things in the movie because you can. Well, I'm going to be vague, so not to give away spoilers, but you could you could interpret Apocalypto as Mel Gibson saying that the span the, the Europeans coming to South America was good for the Incas. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> that that that's kind of the that that's kind of the uh, the point. You could say that's the point he's trying to make. I see. Okay, and you you believe that or you don't? No, but I'm saying <laughs> I see. I'm saying I'm not, I might not have interpreted it that way if I didn't know what I know about Mel Gibson. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. And you made fun of me. Like, why <laughs> did you? It's fine. Um, well, you and I, have an, we, had, we had enough late night uh, fucking conversations <laughs> about this show. That's right. Yes. Where he sent me, in, uh, they, I talked about it on my show where I'm like, ah, oh, they said I got to talk about movies. I didn't get into comedy to have a boss. <laughs> and, uh, and like four in the morning, I get a text. I'm really sorry if you think that we're making you talk about it. I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> I get it. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> Separate, you know, Sean Penn, me. Separate me from the fucking show. <laughs> and, and that shows uh, our listeners and audience that Tyler does all the work. Oh, sure. <laughs> I haven't heard from you since I saw you two months ago outside the UCB. You, got, yeah. you figured Tyler would just contact me at four in the morning nine times and I'd be on the show. I'm literally just a personality on this show. You, I, you sure are. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now you guys are mo- you're movie people Battle yeah. Pretension all about movies and uh, it's funny Paul I think encapsulated exactly how I feel I, I, there has not been one summer movie that made besides Iron Man 2 which I had to see because I'm fucking an idiot and I have to see all of those mm. but there's been nothing that made me go alright gotta see it absolutely have to be there and, and everything's been just kind of a stiff I, are, I mean do you agree? there yeah. are only two movies coming out this whole summer that I'm the least been interested in that's Toy Story 3 and Salt and Inception Inse- oh, sure, Inception, absolutely. That's the one I think grown-ups are yeah. waiting for. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I hate to say it like that. But, but they're I, not waiting for the movie Grown-Ups. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my God, my wife, every time she sees it, Kevin James falls out of that pool and she laughs stupid. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And I just know I have to go see it. I'm going to have to see it. I'm, I'm pretty lame in the, the, the movie I'm looking for, most forward to this summer. Oh, I really want to see Get Low. With uh, Robert Duvall. No one knows the, uh, what that is. I know, but you should. <laughs> Watch the trailer. Get, uh, get low. It's got Robert Duvall. It's got Bill Murray. It's got Sissy Spacek. Oh, my gosh. Go watch it. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, you, I feel like not exactly too. a summer film, though, by the way. No. I saw, like, I saw 44-inch chest. I couldn't oh, I wait for it to come out. I was so excited, mm-hmm. and nobody had any clue what it was at all when I would tell them about it. And it's, I've entered that phase of, be, of movie going where I, I want to see these obscure things, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, But I knew going in it was from the... The writers of Sexy Beast. Yeah, done. And that's what brought me to I didn't really know what the plot was. Knowing that, it didn't it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. I agree with you. Just, I liked the movie a lot, yeah. but I kind of like at a certain point the movie had to readjust. Well even it's funny, watching. even a small movie like that, because you know, I, I don't watch trailers. I'll watch one trailer uh, for each movie and then I go, That's it, because I, I don't want to know anything more about it. Uh, so with with forty four inch chest though it betrayed me because the trailer made it look like it was going to be sexy beast with like nine more cool dudes in it you know what I mean yeah. and and I was like this is going to be great and Ray Winston's in it and and, uh, and then you go see it and it's very much it's a play it's a play yeah. on screen it does for those of you who know it has the best British cast this side of a Harry Potter movie oh man it's, it's Ray Winstone John Hurt Stephen Delane Ian uh, Ian McShane Ian McShane yeah. oh uh, fantastic Tom, Tom Wilkinson. Wilkinson I mean it's so good and the the trailer makes it look like. Those dudes are going to get together and wreak havoc. 
And uh, then you see the movie, and Havoc is wreaked, but not in the way you thought it was going to be. So, uh, but yeah, but, I, but I'm that guy now where I, I you know, I'm, I'm on the New Arts mailing list. Oh, I became that guy. You know, like, <laughs> so I, because I, I, movies aren't for me anymore. They're not made for me. I, I saw, like I used to every summer make myself pay to see everything. I saw everything. We loved it. My wife and I love movies. And then last summer, I didn't see Transformers. I didn't see, I made myself not pay. I became choosy. Mm-hmm. And if you're choosy in movies, you're you're lucky to go once a month now. Yeah, they, but you do get a nice. I remember you get a sense of superiority because I remember. Uh, who wants that? Everybody's remember, got that. <laughs> Seriously, I I could have a sense of superiority over over fucking anything. I mean, I don't need it about movies. I want to be the guy who likes stuff, but it's so hard. Well, I remember walking into the theater to see Hurt Locker as Transformers was getting out and just scoffing it. <laughs> <laughs> This this is actually the first, pretty much the first year, David, for a long time on the show. You've been kind of uh, adopting the attitude, and it's a it's a I'd say a right mindset. They're like, if a movie looks terrible to you, and if the reviews are terrible, you don't have to see it, regardless of how yeah, how heavily okay, it's been advertised. Again, this isn't going to be funny, but again, you knew that. Uh, it's 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 the uh, it's the problem with the movie geek culture is that no matter how much they uh, we bitch about how terrible Clash of the Titans is or whatever, all the geeks went and fucking saw it. They got. They got their money. The, the the studios got their money, no matter how much they bitch about it. They, movie geek online geek culture is not going to ever wield any power if they keep going to see whatever the fuck the studios tell them to see because it's the genre movie or the summer movie. Yeah, I see Iron Man too. Yeah, there you go. I'll take that. And yeah, but but it doesn't matter because as long as they make their money. I saw Nightmare. I went and saw Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, uh, Elm Street. <laughs> I said that weird. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, the the reboot, remake, whatever it was, and I, it was just as bad as I knew it was going to be. But my you know thirteen year old me said, "Well, you got to pay to see that." I mean, you absolutely have to go because they're claiming it's going to be scary, Freddy, and all these different things. And but then you see the movie, and he is scary, Freddy. He tries to be, but then they also give him the cute lines. Like halfway through the movie, all of a sudden he decides to cut up no. about an hour in, and you're like, "No, you got to make a decision about which one you're going to be. Is he an evil monster or is he?" Glib, you know, and if if you're going to be go glib, then you should have just hired fucking Robert Englund again because no, you know, I, no. I like Jackie Earl Haley, yeah. but he's not exactly quick with a quip. It would appear that people, <laughs> <laughs> it would appear that people really that producers are just not interested in seeing Jackie Earl Haley's face. Like they just, <laughs> they, it's just like uh, just put a mask on it or some makeup <laughs> or something. I just ugh. No, thank you. It's, uh, but he was pretty good in it. You know, I had to see it too. In Nightmare, I was, on, I was on another podcast. That's why I saw it. I paid five bucks. But uh, he did yeah, okay. But it was, it was just—it was one of those movies that they try to jump right in and start right away with the action with no yeah. buildup because they figure you all know. They're like, well, these people all know who Freddy is and they know the mythology. So let's just start in a diner and a kid falls asleep and then this happens. And it's like, yeah. no, dude, you know, hold my hand a little bit through it. And, and uh, it's it kind of like the Passion of the Christ in that way. <laughs> 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 I missed it. They got it, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we actually have yeah, to. Uh, Ed's the... given us the sign there. Oh, cool. Oh, geez, so, uh, okay. so to, uh, thank you very much for being on the show. No, I'm man. Absolutely. Forty-year-old boy. Thanks yeah. for having me. Mike Schmidt, everybody. <laughs> All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, your headliners this evening have appeared in such films as Wild Hogs, The Comebacks. And My Baby's Daddy. They've also appeared in such television shows as Law and Order, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and Entourage. They've had two Comedy Central specials, hosted the amazing show Cheap Seats without Ron Parker, and they are my favorite uh, fellow St. Louisans in the comedy game. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Randy and Jason Sklar. 
I'm so glad you put my baby's daddy as a credit on a pretentious movie podcast. Uh, yeah, that's great. It was either some be of Anthony Anderson's Toxic. best work that yes. or Citizen Toxie. I would have taken Citizen Toxie over that. <laughs> that was, those were great shows. Jesus, great movies. Hi guys. Uh, who's going out to see uh, the Karate Kid, the new Karate Kid, which is basically one person. It should be. It blows my mind that this is not. They're not making Karate there, there's Kid not enough Seven. Out, there's not enough outrage about this movie. They're not making Karate Kid Seven. They're making remaking the original Karate Kid, which to us is when we heard that we're like, who? How blasphemous? I mean, Pat Morita's dead. Yeah. Who Who is going to play Miyagi? Margaret Cho. That's that was all our you got, first choice. And she's our friend. I love her. I love Margaret Cho. It's but just it's a, a different, different Miyagi. Totally you know, different wax Miyagi. on, wax off means a whole new thing with exactly. her sexual fetishes. You're literally watching that movie, and you're like, why is Daniel Sun waxing on and waxing off and painting the fence in assless chaps? I don't that know, but, weird. He, but he should the have gimp a safe word. And the gimbal seems a little tight. Seems weird, but uh, he should have a safe word, shouldn't he? It should be Okinawa. It should be it Okinawa. Should be Okinawa. <laughs> it should be Okinawa. Here's why I love sports movies, and Jay, you'll agree. Sports movies are great because there's always like one scene in a sports movie. There's always one moment where, where they, they try and make you believe in a false truth. Just to make their shitty script work. And if you don't buy into it, the whole thing doesn't work. And it did happen in the original Karate Kid, like our favorite moment. And it's such a throwaway moment, but for us, it was everything. It was a small scene at the arcade the night before the big karate tournament. The Karate Kid is with his girlfriend, and they've made up. And he just <laughs> he turns to her and says, again, this for us was everything. The he whole t- movie. He turns to her and he's like, uh, so I guess you heard about the big karate tournament this weekend. And she's like, who hasn't? <laughs> Yeah. Who in Southern California hasn't heard of this obscure high school karate yeah. tournament? I'm willing to bet that some of the parents of the kids in that tournament had not heard about that tournament. Oh, yeah. Wow, Jimmy does karate? Apparently so. He's been walking around the house kicking shit all he week. He has so. been. He's been hasn't kicking he? a lot of shit lately. The dog, he the, kicked drapes, the drapes. Yeah. A couple times, like high up on the yeah. drapes. Yeah. Should we go? Are you kidding and get caught in that obscure high school karate traffic? Oh, my God. I won't do it. I won't do it. There is absolutely nothing worse than obscure high school karate traffic. Let me tell you something. I go outside on a Saturday, and the 405 freeway is bumper to bumper. I'm like, my first thought is, what bizarre junior high school jujitsu competition is happening down in Long Beach to cause this much of a stack up here in L.A.? I don't know. You can take the 101. Really? There's a... There's a middle school Hebrew school Krav Maga exhibition well, happening fucked. up in Santa Barbara. Then we're totally fucked. So it's surface streets. Or we're not going. Or nothing. We're, <laughs> we're trying to... I wonder if they're going to do this in the... Like, we're trying to think... I always love to do this, is think of movies from the perspective... I know people who wrote them didn't really do it. But, but who was the real hero in the original Karate Kid? I, I would argue it's not Danny LaRusso. For us, it was... Think of movies from the perspective of other characters in that movie. Like John Kreese, who was the head of the Cobra Kai. Think of that guy, all right? Guy's so, a Vietnam vet. Vietnam vet, all right? So he has served our country, okay? Yes, he's got a problem. Served our country in a war that maybe he didn't believe in. Okay, all so right. he goes over there, ambiguous at best. Unsure, but still defending. Fights for our country, comes back. So he's got a problem pushing high school kids around. All, all right, right, he fine, slaps a couple kids around. Fine, but... He has not only has he come back and made something, he runs a successful business. Small business owner. Small business owner. Small fucking owner, business owner. Right? 
and he is successful in that business. That's right. He's not doing drugs. He's not on the streets. And uh, I like that guy. I, and so you think of his protege, Tommy. And, 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 and you wonder why he gets upset when Miyagi gets in his face? He was in fucking Nam. Exactly. Okay. This is all... Aggressive Asian in your face Right or wrong You don't have time to think about right it Right or wrong It's fucking Kent it's, State it's a reaction in his face and maybe, Every five minutes You know he's running a karate school Maybe he doesn't have time to go to therapy Alright whatever all right. We're thinking of it And his protege Tommy right he, or John, or, Johnny Johnny or, or, What's the lead guy's Tommy? name Johnny or, Johnny Johnny Zabka's character Zabka. uh, William Think Zabka's about that guy Here's a guy. He's he's thinking about his high, his senior year. Of senior high year high school defending karate champion. <laughs> defending karate champion. He's got a girlfriend. Yeah, won it as a junior. Okay, <laughs> wasn't even a senior. Won that no. tournament. Won it as a junior. Expecting to come back and win again. Has a beautiful girlfriend. Girlfriend stolen by a new kid from stolen New Jersey. Stolen by a new kid. And when he says, "Look, I'm not having any of this. You can't steal my girlfriend." He gets beat up by an old Asian guy. Right. <laughs> Which, by the way, how great does Miyagi feel after that? After yeah. kicking oh. the shit out of some high school kids. Kicking the shit out of some high school kids. Yeah. Time to start drinking and thinking about the wife. Yeah. I mean, literally. Maybe I'll. And again. Maybe I'll, in a weird move, gift a robe to a high school yeah. boy I've been hanging out just, with. What were you doing with that old Asian guy? Oh, we were just. He was, I watched him drink and then he gave me a silk robe. <laughs> what? That, that is not. That's a Friday night for that guy. What? Get drunk and hand a teenage boy a silk <laughs> robe. <laughs> Just uh. <laughs> so in the end, Johnny in the end of the fucking he movie. loses. He gets his ass kicked gets by beat. an injured kid. Gets beat. Could have walked away. Could have gone after him and punched him. Could have punched he, a girl. He could have punched anybody. Turns to the guy who grabs the trophy. Grabs the trophy from the guy who's going to give it to the. Says, "I want to give him the trophy myself." Hands it to him. Says, "You're all right, Larusso." He went from here to here. He fucking grew in that movie. Exactly. It's all we're There's your hero. There's your hero. There's your hero in that movie. Period. That felt cathartic. It did feel cathartic. That felt like I got something out there. I agree. I know this is a movie podcast, but I have to talk about uh, the TV show Hoarders because we're obsessed. With the show Hoarders. Wait, yeah, isn't it wonderful? Here's how obsessed I am with Hoarders. I have 11 episodes of Hoarders on my DVR. I've watched all of them. I cannot erase any of those them. Those are perfectly good episodes. You I do not need find to find a good use for yeah, them. Yeah, you do not need to delete point, those. Right? Do not. The problem for me is that I have every episode of Hoarders on my DVR is attached to a memory of me sitting on the couch watching an episode I of Hoarders. I get that. I get that. So if I delete it, I feel like I'm deleting part, part of, of yourself. Yes, I understand that. But you have to do it, because if you don't, they will take your kids away. That's what they do on Hoarders. That's my favorite moment of any Hoarders, is when like they threaten to take the kids literally, away. Literally, you can't clean your garage up? Let's get, get the kids, kids out of here. Get them Please out. get, get them these out. children out of here. If we could. What, what's that? Your beer can collection is really important to you. Get, get the, the kids, kids get out of here. Let's, let's get them kids out of here. Get that kid out of here. I don't know who that is. That's the neighbor's kid. Get him out of there. Get him in a truck. Take him away. Get him into a foster care situation. Get him out. Get him in with the family. That's the moral of hoarders, is if you're a kid and they come and, f- and they're filming hoarders on your street, stay the fuck get away. Get out of there. Just get out. Because they will take you they away. into a foster care situation. <laughs> you're going to have new parents. <laughs> That's right. Who are only in it for the money. <sighs> we, um, I, I want to say this because uh, I have not seen this movie yet, but uh, Sex in the City too. And I know you guys are going to go check that out. But uh, I have not <laughs> seen that movie. But people say that it is, it is porn for women. 
essentially. And I, I disagree. I disagree right? too. I feel like it's porn for men who want to be women. That's it. <laughs> that goes That's nowhere, it. but I like it. <laughs> beyond that. Um, is Schwarzenegger still the governor? I think he's still, is he still alive. alive? Is I think he's still Schwarzenegger alive. Schwarzenegger still alive. Remember, I love when he, what was it on the, uh, in the Golden Globes, he gave like a speech. Didn't uh, he? I, I can't. There was like a, he was, gave a speech and then like the German director who won for the White Ribbon. Yes. Did you guys see the White Ribbon? You saw the White Ribbon. Did you like the White Ribbon? Why would you ask them if they saw right, the White exactly. Ribbon? Right, exactly. Do you guys breathe air? Okay, good. Uh, you saw the White Ribbon. So the German director, he was like, admittedly, I speak no English whatsoever. Like his accent was more like decipherable than Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger's been here for 30 years. So uh, how has his accent gotten worse? Um, and so I, for us, we want to see him just stop being the governor and just full-time go back into movies, just jump into movies, because for us, the best w- moment in any Schwarzenegger movie is the clever kill line right before he kills somebody. Like commando can just he knock kick down. down an entire hut, just destroys the whole thing, and after it's like in lays and ruins, is like knock, knock. <laughs> See, like, so basically, wasn't there like, what was no, the one? Was he was like wrestling an alligator and like he literally beats the shit out of an alligator and is like, here's your luggage. To the alligator. To an alligator. <laughs> so you don't even have to be human <laughs> to escape the razor sharp wit. You can't of, escape his razor sharp wit, even he, if you're a reptile. Exactly. If you can't understand him, because he kills you twice. Like he, he kills you with his wit, so you die on the inside, inside once. And, and then, then he, he pops a cap. Murders you, your ass. And you die. We were thinking, like, how crazy would that be if that's how you died in real life? Literally. You piss someone off, and then maybe you come home, and you're, I don't know, playing Madden football, and you're on the computer. Someone comes in and is like, game over. For a second, you'd be like, all right, that was pretty funny. That was actually... <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> I mean, on its own, it's not that funny of a joke, but because I was playing the video game... <laughs> So our dream is that Schwartzy, I mean, Schwartzy's been busy not balancing the budget and not dealing with the problems in this state. Wildfires in education. He's, He's not, not doing kept either. up on technology. So here's our dream is that Schwarzenegger jumps back into movies right Does away. like six action movies this summer. And literally shoots them all back to back to back to back. Has clever kill lines in all of them, but we want all of his clever kill lines to have to do with technology that he doesn't understand. Exactly. So it's just confusing for everyone involved. We just want to see him like kick down a door and be like, why don't you just Google yourself and use the keyword dead? Because if I use the keyword dead, they won't know I'm referring to myself. <laughs> There's an app for this. <laughs> it's a gun. It's not an iPhone. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> you could use Google Maps and find yourself six feet under the ground. Uh, Google Maps is not topographical. <laughs> oh, <God! laughs> so confusing and ah! <laughs> Just start shooting. Just shoot it up. Oh. All over the place. <laughs> we, um, uh, do you want to tell this story? I love this story. You want to tell this story? Sure. Why not? You guys are up for it. You guys are in a good mood. Uh, 
So we have kids. I have two kids, and I have one who's going to turn it's, five. It's funny how kids kids will keep you from going and seeing movies in the theater. So we have, find ourselves having to like wait till they come out, and they keep, it keeps you from doing a lot of Tons things. Of we used to get high and watch movies. We used to get high and go see music. You uh, just can't really do that as much anymore. We were thinking about. We went to go see Wilco perform. Over at the, I think it was the Henry Ford Theater. The Henry, out, the it was the Henry, theater. it was the Henry Ford Fonda Theater. Henry Ford Fonda, Fonda Theater. theater. Uh, so when they both were together in yeah. one theater, they and created it was a music box outdoors. outdoors. It was an outdoor, like it was the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. I mean, amazing concert to go to, and we were there. And I just remember, like, we had gotten tickets from a friend, from two, like two girls I kind of knew in my acting class. Again, things that would never happen Once nowadays. You have kids. My, I'm like, honey, I'm just going to go to the Wilco cons with who? Just two random girls I know from my acting class. Is that cool? You we'll just watch the, the baby. Okay, right, great. great. Fantastic. Good. Not happening. All Not right. happening at all. So, And we're higher than we've ever been in our lives uh, at, at this show. And this is how high we were. This is, the, this is a story that we constructed in our minds with audience members at the show. Sitting right in front of us was a man in his 50s, uh, buzz cut. So we assumed military, military, probably ex-military, definitely, uh, definitely ex-military. Well, this is what clinched it for us. Next to him was an Asian woman. We were like, they're together. Met her. He probably met her when he was in Nam, something like that. So this is a situation here we have in front of us. Now, four rows in front of them was a guy that we could only describe as one of two ways. Either the biggest Wilco fan ever or... A retarded adult man. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, every song he was like, Yay! Music! Woo! Like, sound! Yes! Just no one reacts in. that way to any of Wilco's songs. Not so, even Wilco. Exactly. I mean, so, uh, these two girls who took us, who got the tickets for the concert, they were high too, and they were just laughing about something, and they were laughing kind of loud. And the two people, the man and the woman, the buzz cut man and the Asian woman. Because meanwhile, we're, we're constructing an entire story about these two people. Like this guy met this, he's probably from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. He met this woman. Asian woman over there, fell in love with her against the wishes of his stern and closed off parents. Closed minded parents, Midwestern parents. He decided to marry her and they were like, fuck, you're going to pay for it somehow. Exactly. Jesus will punish you for That's this. That's right. Exactly. He's like, fuck you, I'm going out to California and someday I'm going to see Wilco in concert. All right? <laughs> this was in the 70s. So, <laughs> so these guys, they come to Wilco in concert and so our, our thought process was that these guys got married and had a baby and that baby came out retarded. <laughs> now, that retarded person and his whole family is like, see, we see, told you, Jesus you punished you, you and you're like, bring Charlie you, into Dad. our house. All right, exactly. so. So they have this kid, and the kid is a few, and the, he, the only thing he can do that's normal in this world is love Wilco. That's right. right. <laughs> they take him to a Wilco show. He's just like everyone he's else. He's like everyone else. We're not going to sit in the same row with him. We're going to put him four, four rows, rows ahead because he so needs he his autonomy. Like he's on his he's own. He's an adult. He's at a Wilco concert, but they're like kind of keeping, keeping an eye, keeping him, close tabs on making him, making sure that this things is the are whole okay. story we've constructed <laughs> in our minds. Because then when our friends were kind of laughing, these two girls were just kind of cackling about something, these two guys, the man and the woman, turned around and just with the most ferocious ferocity turned around and was like, you shut the fuck up. You shut shut the the fuck fuck up up right now. You fucking shut your mouth. Which was an enormous reaction for just what they were doing. (laughs) Exactly. And we thought that they thought that these girls were laughing at their retarded son. (laughs) Exactly. Who was four rows up. 
and they were very sensitive to this thing. So in, in essence, they weren't really saying, you shut up, you shut the fuck up, girls at Wilco concert. Really, the guy was saying, shut the fuck up, dad. You shut I, the fuck up. You shut the fuck up, dad. Everything's okay. Right. Now, had we looked closer... <laughs> At this situation, <laughs> we would have realized that that was not a mixed race child at all. He was clearly just, just Caucasian, Caucasian, purely Caucasian. Had we looked even closer, we I looked... don't even know if the woman was Asian. <laughs> <laughs> this is how high we are. And then I'm gonna go one step further. I don't even know if it was a woman. <laughs> but, uh, and they definitely weren't there together with each other. So. Uh, <laughs> And I think we were actually seeing Sunvolt. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, it might have been a Sunvolt concert. <laughs> That's how fucking high we were. Oh, my God. And everything was anymore. unraveling that summer. Uh, so uh, last night. Okay, so we mentioned the kids. And, and, and we're, we're, we hate lazy writing in, in movies, and we hate it in everything. In anything. Like I, so my daughter, my five-year-old, wants me to read her fairy tales every night. And I... I read them, and, and they're the most iconic stories of all time. It's ridiculous that they've stood the test of time. But if you go back and revisit them now as an adult, and certainly with, you know, we've done writing in our, uh, in our years. and we It makes you mad. I cannot get through Jack and the Beanstalk without, like, literally flying into a rage because of just, I will not, I'll get to the point and I'll be like, honey, you got to finish it yourself. I know you can't read, but just finish it yourself. It just makes for me one so line. For one line. The most iconic line of the whole thing was the line of the giant, fee fi fo fum I smell the blood of an English man. <laughs> fee fi fo fum, fum I, I smell, smell the blood of an English man. Clearly, you're trying to make those two lines rhyme. That's a couplet. You're trying to rhyme that shit. You're not beholden to the word fum. Not at all. That's a made-up word. You fucking made-up fum. Made-up. Fum is not even beholden to fee or fi. Yeah. Those are made-up words, too. Really, your arms were tied on this one. Could you could not make that thing just, connect. Could not make it connect. Couldn't I'm pull sorry. that one we off. We tried all we could. Yeah. The Brothers Grimm said that's just. We were we, trying to imagine like if that was like the only note that was their sticking point. The Brothers Grimm with like their, their editors. Their editors are like, guys, we love this. Love so everything much. in this. I am so in love with this I, story. I'm buying everything. I totally get everything. Are you, you know? kidding me? Castle in the clouds. <laughs> Buy it. Goose that shits golden eggs. I love are that part. Who comes it's up with that stuff? It's you guys totally, do because you're believable. Is what it is. Stalk growing up in the Green sky. Magic I love beans. It. Who Just thinks of that? One? I can't think of that stuff. I, can I give one note, please? One Just tiny one note. Sm- it's so small. It's so small. You I, guys. Almost, I almost feel like we shouldn't even say it out loud. You know what? It's tiny. Uh, you'll be able to turn it around in the room. That's how quickly, That's how this quickly. Will be. we'll come up with a solution. We'll turn it around for you. Fee fi fo fum. I smell the blood of English man. Here's the bad version. This is the wrong version. This is the wrong version. Fee fi fo fan. I, I smell, smell the blood, blood of an English man. man. What? That rhymes. That's, That's unbelievable. Totally. Huh? How do we do that? Who's working? We're not here even writers, for you guys. <laughs> we came up with that. We, we, in our heart of hearts, we just imagine like the brothers Grimm sitting there, like, "You fucking write it. You okay, fucking you do it. it. You're right? so fucking smart. You like it so much. You think you're great." You. I'm gonna pull down my pants and take a golden shit on. That's the a good idea because that's, that's what you idea. just did. God damn it! Thank you guys so Thank much. Thank you very this much. Nope, take it. I'm gonna take it. Yeah, bring the mics over. Uh, and now we're over here. Hi guys. That was great. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for being man. There. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Now, uh, all right, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now you're talking about the. <laughs> The Golden Globes when he presented Yeah, he presented he did like something He shouted he was trying to say Avatar he said, and he said it sounded Abida. like a Vita Abida. Or a Vita. I a was Vida. like <laughs> is a Vita up for something award or something? <laughs> Abida. <laughs> but my favorite uh 
clever kill line for, from Schwarzenegger is please. in Predator when he throws the machete through the guy, pinning him to the wall, and he says, stick around. Stick around. <laughs> and again, and you're like, you're stuck to the wall, and you're for like, for a second, you'd be like, all right, yeah. that's fucking good. All right. <laughs> I'll give you or, that one. Or I'll give you that one. Or the flip side is like, oh, God, I'm stuck to this wall. I can't go anywhere. i got to just listen to this guy do bad comedy. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So what else is in the news? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. There is Can a, I just fucking bleed out like a deer already? Uh. <laughs> but you have to wonder, in, in Commando, he has the other one, which is... Remember when I told you I'd kill you last? Yeah. Right. I lied. I lied. But that's not really a joke. That's, that's guy, not really a joke. It's that guy's feeling like, oh, Schwarzenegger's killing me, and I'm not getting one of his... He's not even bringing his right. best material. I'm not, even the, I'm not even the last person killed. It's <laughs> like, you, you suffer that one three times. <laughs> like, he kind of did a joke that's not really a joke, and he's trying to sell it like it's a joke. <laughs> then you actually die. So that's like the other part. And then you actually don't die last. It's so like, it's like a Jeff Dunham bit. Exactly. <laughs> the, ca- just, the cadences are there, yeah, but I don't understand why really anyone's confused. laughing. Yeah. Like, why is this so racist? Why? So. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not that racist a person. It's weird. Does me watching that and hating it still make me a racist? <laughs> exactly. There's, uh, there's the movie The Sixth Day, the uh, cloning film with uh, Schwarzenegger. And uh, there's a... Uh, I love it. Starring Robert Duvall. Nice. Anyway. Um, Tony Goldwyn. And Tony Goldwyn as the villain, and he plays into this. Uh, Tony Go- Goldwyn makes a clone of himself, and uh, at the Michael end... Michael Rappaport is in this movie as well. <laughs> Rappaport, who should be playing Brian Scalabrini in the Scalabrini story, and that's a very specific <laughs> sports reference. <laughs> For anybody who's been watching the NBA Finals, the Brian Celtics. Scalabrini. Celtics. Someone Man. get, someone get the I, Rappaport. I, I don't want to say he... Someone get the Scalabrini script going so Rappaport can work again. <laughs> or he should just become some like right-wing political guy and have the Rappaport. Rappaport. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just this, you know, take on Colbert. What the fuck is Obama doing? <laughs> It's like, like so on, weird. It's so weird Let's what's get, happening. Get in there and fucking do what it, man. is this oil spill? It's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> anyway. So I'm sorry. I didn't. It's, I didn't no, no. I'm, we've derailed. So the cloning thing. Yeah. So, uh, so Tony Goldwyn uh, makes a clone of himself. Uh, Schwarzenegger kills him. Spoilers. And um, basically, uh, he kills both him and the clone. And they fall on top of each other. <laughs> at which point Schwarzenegger says, you know, I, I can't, I'm not going to do the accent. But he goes, you know, when I said for you to fuck yourself, I didn't mean literally. That's <laughs> like that was. And that was after, like that was, that one was just for Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that was. Because like they were already dead. And so for him, he's like, I'm going to try. That one's for me. I need to amuse <laughs> myself now. That one's for me, folks. <laughs> and that was the gem they saved the one fuck for for the PG-13. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? They, oh, that was oh, the yeah, one they could Oh, yeah, they doled it out. That's the one fuck. Fantastic. Like we got this one. If there's any other ones come up, we're not losing that one. So now, I haven't talked to you guys in a while, but I know every time I have talked to you, I always say the same thing, which is when is Cheap Seats going to be on DVD? I love that you asked that because it's on our minds too. I mean, it's it's amazing because like ever since we kind of got on and Twitter and started to, I mean, this is a crazy story that just happened yesterday. I feel like we we sort of Twitter is a wonderful tool for people who are like at the point where we're at in our careers where we've done enough stuff where people know who we are, but it's just a good tool to let people know that we have other stuff going on, and so. 
<laughs> there was uh, a spelling bee. The Scripps National Spelling Bee was last night, and we were like, "We're gonna." Some people kept tweeting us, like, "Are you guys gonna live tweet this thing? Are you gonna make jokes during the thing?" And we were like, "That's a lot to undertake. That's a you know." We but like an opportunity to make fun of twelve-year-old kids. Yeah. <laughs> Are you of course, kidding? we, we have. We're in. Do this. Of course, yes. how are we gonna make it happen? And so we did it, and we wound up firing off. Now I, I don't know if you guys tweet live during the Oscars or something because that was yeah. something that we did too in the Grammys. And I think during the Oscars we did together like from one account we did 35 tweets over the course which of is the not night. a lot but that's, last night at the spelling bee we did 80 tweets we got <laughs> so many people were like pissed they're like you blew up my phone <laughs> like all these people unsubscribe you us. they're like yeah we got a lot of angry tweets from people who were like do not do this that's, ever again i will kill them uh but then uh i think there was a huge Actually, a lot of people were really excited about it, and so it kind of just instilled in us that like we we really do need to put a cheap seats DVD together, and we get asked about it all the time. So, where it's at right now is uh, speaking of Robert Duvall, I'm going to bring I'm going to tie it all back together. Stan Brooks, who was the producer of Broken Trail, mm-hmm. uh, which won the Emmy with Robert Duvall, uh, which I was like, you're bold anyway, just adding broke in a cowboy movie. That's just like, like the that same year as exactly. Brokeback you're Mountain. Like, Broken Trail is it? Who the a... fuck is fucking Duvall? Exactly. That's my first Where's question. <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden oh, Church, Church is fucking Duvall. So uh, literally, <laughs> so so he. He who did that, and he also did the Bobby Knight movie, uh, Season on the Brink, which is uh, Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy, who's in everything. But FX, like, he was in FX. He was, he was. That's right. Are you talking about the Deadly Art of Illusion? Yeah, that's the one. Thank you. He is. <laughs> that, that would be exactly what he's talking <laughs> about. <laughs> God, no, David, so I, I think that was FX, too. <laughs> right, FX, FX too. Yeah. So, uh, so he did all those things, and he's actually gotten the rights away from ESPN so that he mm-hmm. can work on it. So we employ, we said, it's up to you. We sent him an email and said, go for it. Try and get the, the rights from ESPN and we will do it because we would love to there's so much stuff we could do with like the Cheap Seats episodes that we had. We could, as DVD extras, just do all new jokes that were updated for what's going on in the current landscape, and that could be another function on there. Mm-hmm. We have a dream to get together some of the best characters from Cheap Seats. And, and do like a Steve Garvey celebrity <laughs> tennis weekend or something. <laughs> or like, like bowling tournament or something like that, which would just be great. And so there's, we have a I lot would love it. to have an adult spelling bee with past spelling bee winners. Like, in their th- <laughs> like a where are they now in their 30s It'd kind of amazing. a thing. I think one of my favorite uh, cheap seats bits was the, uh, the the bar for character actors to gain weight for their role. That I think D- David Cross was the uh, the David man. Cross was the and guy. MC Ganey and Stephen Tobolowsky. Stephen Tobolowsky. We had just done uh, Wild Hogs. Nugato was the name of the speaking bar. Of, speaking right. speaking of uh, John Travolta, we had just done Wild Hogs with Travolta and and MC Ganey and Tobolowsky and those guys were awesome and they totally agreed to do we this we did a fake them. commercial for a for a energy bar that was 100% nougat just 100% <laughs> nougat it's called nougato and Stephen Tobolowsky who was in everything like Mississippi Burning he was like the racist Nave guy Ned Ryerson in, uh, in, in Groundhog Day Commissioner uh, Jari from Deadwood right he's been in He's on Glee most recently but he's been in everything and so he was just like his. I remember his line was uh when I need to gain, uh, when I need to gain weight fast, I can eat one, three bars of nougat, and I gain three, three pounds. pounds of, three, I put on three pounds. None, none of it muscle. <laughs> so, it was just great. It was really. When you bring MC Ganey on, he says, "Hi, I'm, I'm an MC Ganey," and, and I've been in even more films than, than Stephen Tobolowsky, <laughs> and I think he has because they love to give it to each other. But uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, we should tell the MC Ganey story of the. Uh, 
on uh, the Wild Hogs MC Ganey story with Peter Fonda. Do you have time for a quick story yeah, about sure. from, from the set of Wild which, Hogs, which I'm sure you all own on DVD. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> or you're watching it, you're TiVoing it on FX tonight, which, <laughs> by the way, like, our mom who in St. Louis who never, like, ever uses our mildly low form of celebrity for anything, like, got some, got into a little fender bender with her car and, like, took it to this guy who was, like, she was late and he was, like, this kind of angry-looking guy who was doing it out of his garage and he was really fucking pissed at her. And she, like, pulled up and was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Our mom is the nicest woman. And she saw that the guy had, like, a wild hog's headband on. And she was like... Just grasping anything. My sons were in that movie. And the guy was like, totally attitude change. And like, he <laughs> literally was like, my mom tonight as I was driving here was like, can you guys like print out a picture of you in the movie and sign it to this guy? He's not charging me a penny. <laughs> I was like, That's all. He's like, oh, I'm not going to let you, you know. So this guy's like, genius. Use that. But anyway, so the MC Ganey story and the Peter. So we, 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 had, we were doing cheap seats at the time of doing Wild Hogs, and they had sort of changed some dates around on us. And, uh, and we, were we had to fly back to New York, but they changed dates on us, so we had to buy new tickets. And we were like, "Hey, you're Disney. You have some money. How about you spring for the tickets because you changed the dates on us?" And they wouldn't do it, and so they were threatening us and telling us they were going to charge us a lot more money. They threatened us right before we were going to be in a huge scene. Like a producer came down and started talking to us, like, "You're going to have to pay for these tickets," and giving us a. A talking to right before we're ste- stepping into a scene with a hundred extras, Ray Liotta. I mean, it's like crazy stuff. You're you're to we're putting your minds before you're about to do this. It was just the wrong place. Wrong so time. MC Ganey watched the whole thing happen, and he's like, "This is bullshit. I will not let this stand with you guys. We're gonna we're gonna deal with this." Somehow. He was the nicest. Like both he and Stephen were so good and nice to us. So Peter Fonda comes on the set. And in his own right, was a douchebag in a totally different way. Getting so much money to do a half day's work. I think I mean, he got like upwards of like nearly a quarter of a million dollars for a half day for a day's work. And he could not stand on his. He didn't know like the whole thing was like again. There were so many extras, and he had to get his line right. And he could not. He was not standing on his mark, so it just fucked up the camera every time. And Ray Liotta is supposed to be mad at him, and he's like genuinely pissed. I've never seen Ray any- Liotta picked up Peter Fonda and was like, "Move over here, old man." <laughs> That wasn't in the script, but I was like, that's great. Like, I never, and we really, you saw what a great actor Ray Liotta was, and that he was taking what was happening to him outside of it and using it in the scene, which was amazing. But uh, Peter Fonda had this headband on that was given to him on the set of Easy Rider by by Hell's Angels. Okay. So he had to take it off in the makeup, in the makeup, uh, uh, Trailer. Trailer while he was getting stuff done. And Ganey was in the trailer too. And he had taken it off and set it down behind him on the counter. Ganey had, was finished with the makeup, walked by, grabbed it, and took off. <laughs> now, you, you have no idea how this, like, just completely upset. It mushroomed into, like, one of the biggest controversies because, like, this is, like, irreplaceable and it's a huge deal. And the woman who was, like, yelling at us got a fucking shitstorm in her face, which we all loved. And then Ganey had left New Mexico with it. This is how Ganey see it. <laughs> left New Mexico with it and then two days later mailed it back to and them. He, and signed it. And he signed, signed it and mailed it back, back to, them to them as like... And he's like, don't fuck with the Sklars, which <laughs> I think is genius. So. Which just would have been great to have Schwarzenegger say that. Don't fuck with the Sklars. Yeah. 
Well, if there's one message you can take away from Battleship Retention Live, it's don't fuck with the Sklar. That's right. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy and Jason. Thank you guys very much. You guys are. Thank you. And thank all of you for yeah. coming out. Absolutely. This has been a lot of fun. And, and uh, yeah, so the... There's one more thing I want to mention. Okay. And this is for a great audience here, too, and you guys have a great... Is that we are going to be doing a sports comedy podcast. That's awesome. going to be coming out for all of our friends and fans and whatnot. We're, we're working on it. I can't tell you more of the details before we have them ironed out, but... This summer we're going to be, and it's hopefully going to be free, and you know, and you're on definitely going to have us on, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Right. Talk sports movies. You sports better movies. believe it. All right, guys, thank you. All right, I want to say thanks to the Sklar brothers, yeah, to Mike Schmidt, to Paul Rush, to Charlene Yee, to Paul, Paul Goble. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was getting there. Yeah. To Ed Salazar, uh, please tip your bartender, donate to the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. Yeah. And uh, all right, and we'll get you next time. Thanks, all everybody. Right, let's go get a taco. Thank <laughs> you.